0: All right, Rob, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I've heard so much about the show. I'm so excited to be here.
0: Me too. So, we're at Hypergrowth. We just publicly announced the product that you have been working with us on since April. And since April, since I think November. So. Since it was November?
1: November was, uh, so Elias told a funny story about how I had a great idea. <laughs> and I told him a great idea. And he was like, that's a terrible idea. Right. Okay. And I said, okay, do you have anything better? And he was like, well, and so I pressured him into hell letting us partner. But that was, uh, yeah, it was the first week in December. Wow.
0: I don't um, know where the time has gone. I know. But I want to know, since we're talking mostly about products, what has it been like for you to work with a product team so closely for that long? And like, what have you gotten out of that experience?
1: Oh, I, it's funny. Um, you know, I'm, I'm unique in the sense that I come from uh, a SaaS product background. So mm-hmm. at work, my day every day is working with a product team, building a great product so we can surprise and delight our customers. Mm-hmm. Hopefully less surprise and more delight. But <laughs> So I'm very, very in tune with what it takes to make a great product. Mm-hmm. Um, so my first exposure with the Giant Otter team, um, with Sarah and um, with, with Jeff, and then with yourself mm-hmm. was like, here's what we're hoping to accomplish. Here's what we're going to need from you. And you. was the expectations were so clearly laid out. Mm-hmm. Here's what I need. Here's what we're going to do as a result of those things that you give us. Here's your first deliverable. Let's go. And it's mm-hmm. like oh my gosh, the light bulb went off. It's like, I need, and so that actually changes how we approach working with our customers now uh, on my team. Mm -hmm. What do we need from our customers? What feedback? What inputs? Mm -hmm. And then what are we going to deliver as a result? And it feels like the easiest thing in the world, but uh, all the product management training, all the project management training, no one ever tells you this stuff. It's just, it's common sense.
0: Well, I think there's a lot of fear too because when you sit down with a customer or maybe have a podcast with the customer, there's this like, you can't control what the customers going to ask for, mm-hmm. and you have to be prepared, I think, to respond to any question. Because even if I came to you and I said, hey, we're working on drift automation, you could say, that's nice, but I want to ask about the Salesforce integration, or I have this other idea, and I have to be willing, ready, able to talk to you about that, or, or say no, absolutely. or deflect. So when a, like when you approach a conversation and a PM says no, like I'm assuming your world doesn't end.
1: You're exactly right. And you've been... <laughs> There's been more than one instance where you and I have I've come with yeah. with my next <laughs> great idea, um, <laughs> and I apparently I have this history now of maybe my great ideas are so great. And but there's I mean, half such the time a- I'm
0: like, um, I actually don't know anything about what you're talking about. I need 24 hours, and I'll go find someone, and then maybe I'll put you in touch with them. <laughs>
1: there's a, there's a diplomacy involved, but it's also um, an honesty and a transparency that mm-hmm. is, um, again, it should be you. It shouldn't be unique. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be unexpected it should be I'm gonna leave with this you're gonna ask for this here's our product roadmap here let's look at it let's mm-hmm. look at what your integration is inside that product roadmap okay yep. you're over here you're two degrees to the left and you're a whole product tree away from us so yes we're gonna to get to it but What are we going to reprioritize to make that happen? Um, And if that's the critical business need, Mm -hmm. is it repeatable? Is it scalable? Because um, I I love you, Rob, but you're not our only customer. We have 150,000 customers. So how do we do this in a way that allows us to better understand, you know, how can we make sure that this is not wasted product effort? Mm -hmm. And that's something that we've learned inside our shop Mm -hmm. is there's so much time wasted chasing rabbits down different holes and, and different things because Oh, anecdotally, this one customer told me X, and uh, that's not empirical enough for us to, to be right. really shifting gears.
0: Yeah, and I think what helped us when we were, started working with you was we had actually already gone through an exercise to define who are our customers that, like our ideal customer profile that we care most about, <laughs> and luckily you fit right into that profile, so it's really easy for me to say, oh, Rob was talking about this thing. He has this need. He's asking these questions that made it easy for me to say, actually, this is something that we could think about building because you fit right in that yeah. profile. But I'm assuming you've worked with vendors where you don't and you have a question in there. They have to say in some sense, like that's actually not on our roadmap because you're not the customer we're building.
1: hundred percent. So, um, you know, the the, the guilty shall remain nameless, but I've worked with uh, <laughs> large multinational um, Uh, CRM companies that specialize in working with large uh, heavy hitters Mm -hmm. Uh, and not that we are but um, it's I I had a meeting with a project manager uh, with actually a sales account manager so the person who is probably most invested in me buying more things Mm -hmm. and I said I need product X and here's my current band-aid solution help me find this and Mm -hmm. uh, took three meetings to get them locked in, it was a, a WebEx and the outcome was I'm not sure that's something we can help you with No, hey, yes, and. Uh, And again, it's like improv comedy. Good good project management is like improv comedy. Yes, and. Yes, we can do this, and as a result, we're going to have to do X or Y or reprioritize. Or yes, and. What if we took what you're thinking about and figured out a way that makes it beneficial for multiple or other customers?
0: Yeah, but I think there also has to be that like you mentioned transparency and honesty, because if I were, if you were to come to us and have a feature request or an idea and we would say, yes. And you know, here's a shiny thing over here. Mm-hmm. That's not, it wouldn't be, it would be disingenuous if we weren't thinking about what you actually needed for your business. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. that's like that's the really underlying bit. like trust level that you have to build with a customer mm-hmm. that you're working closely with so they can understand that you're thinking about them. You're thinking about their business. You mm-hmm. understand, like we have to understand what you need for your business to, to figure out what to build.
1: Uh, completely. Uh, when I say yes and, um, the answer could be yes, and it's going to have to wait. Or yes and, we've prioritized mm-hmm. six other things because you said mm-hmm. they're critically important. Now, I mean, when everything's special, nothing is. So mm-hmm. sit down here, help us understand how we can uh, build a product that's going to be most impactful to your business. And if your goals are changing, which, mm-hmm. I mean, we're a very nimble company. We're very small um, in the sense that we are. Uh, we're probably the biggest small company in the world our needs of our customers are constantly changing and we're mm-hmm. evolving to meet those needs. So as a result, uh, how can we establish a product roadmap that sees not just the six-week need, but the three-month need and the nine-month mm-hmm. need and then, you know, uh, iterating for, for yeah. years down the road.
0: Right, but then I think also understanding that, especially at early-stage startups like Drift, I mean, Keep has been around for 18 years. 18 years, Right, yeah. we've been around for four. Mm-hmm. So for even for us, predicting like even, even last November, December, predicting where we'd be today is like yeah I know. kind of crazy. <laughs> so there's a, there is an aspect of, you know, we have to talk, we can't talk in features, we have to talk in like outcomes or something mm-hmm. because we can't really say, well, we're definitely gonna have that thing for you.
1: Well, and that's how this whole drift automation iterated. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the best part about chat was that we were engaging customers um, in a very conversational, human-like way. Mm-hmm. The worst part about chat was that uh, when I handed it off to my humans, uh, my conversion rates fall through the just fell into the toilet. Right. Because there's chat concurrency issues and SDR can only really effectively handle two chats at a time because they're mm-hmm. also working phone calls and pipeline. And they got an email from their wife that their kid is sick right. and and their dog puked on the floor <laughs> before they came to work. Uh, life happens. So um, how can you automate something that that makes that experience still conversational but yeah uh, more impactful? And, if you had said to me last July or, or August when we started working together, Hey, here's what we're thinking about. I mean, I don't think I would have been able to fully grasp right. drift automation, but you didn't, you came to me and said, we're going to improve the way that you talk to customers on scale mm-hmm. that I can wrap my little head around that. I can understand right. that I can then motivate and move forward.
0: Right. So like, we, our team figured out a way to speak to you in a language that resonated with what you needed and like met your needs really well. Yeah, and
1: I don't think you're giving your team enough credit. I work with a lot of vendors on a lot of different things. I'm a customer to a lot of different people, which is both good and bad. There's a there's a very different way that the Drift team iterates and is responsive uh, and is honest and transparent. I mean, there's a lot of other vendors that I have the pleasure of working with that uh, keep me in their lane as opposed to you know figuring out where the road is going. Right. Um, and and that's something very specific to to a product roadmap. Uh, hey, here's my product roadmap. Here's where we're going. As opposed to drift, it's like, where are we going? And mm-hmm. let's build the bestest, fastest road to get us to yeah. that spot. So,
0: does your product team use a product roadmap?
1: Uh, Absolutely, we do. Um, Our product team is outstanding. Uh, We have developed a a really cool product which has withstood the test of time for 18 Mm -hmm. years Uh, and as we're expanding our market share and uh, looking to go into new markets, we've built two additional products and a third one's on the horizon Mm -hmm. and I mean the learning curve and the iteration of those products has been months not years i mean the cycles are our sprint cycles are weeks now um and awesome. we're pushing out major products and and changing the way we go to market go do go uh changing the way we do business mm-hmm. i'm sorry uh which is fascinating i mean yeah. it's a really different way of, of doing it and that's made me i think a, a better partner um right. when working with and, and again um I don't think customer is the right word to describe our relationship specifically. Yeah. We're partners. Definitely. Um, I come to you and I'm like, Hey, what about this? And you're like, well, I don't know, but let me find the right person. Mm-hmm. You come to me, Hey, what about that? Oh my God, I hadn't even thought I needed that, but how right. can I figure out how to use that? And, and again, now we're pushing um, what, what Drift can do inside our ecosystem to expand beyond just sales and marketing. Yeah. That's not what it was made for, but can we do it in an efficacious, mm-hmm. um, efficacious manner? Absolutely.
0: Well, I think what's interesting is two things. One, you have like, I think, product people forget that their customers also have product people that they work with. Like everyone, especially if you're in B2B or even if you're not in B2B, even if you're doing B2C, the person you're selling to probably has a job. They probably have a product team. Mm-hmm. They understand the constraints. They understand making promises to customers is scary, whatever. So I think customers have a lot more empathy than people think that they do yeah. for saying no or giving context or explaining stuff. But then two, also, I forgot my other point.
1: I think, I, I love your point about the B2B buyer cycle, though, <laughs> yeah. um, and how people are are integrating with that. It's so different. Um, yeah. I mean, the B2B buying cycle has shortened so immensely now that it's mm-hmm. literally, I mean, our sales cycle used to be 28 days, 30, mm-hmm. 38 days. Mm-hmm. Now when chat's involved, our sales cycle is less than 10 right. from start to finish. So I don't
0: think it's really that different building products in B2B than B2C. No, it's just uh, not It's easier anymore. to talk not to our customers. So yeah. Oh, oh I remembered my second point. Um, was. I want to understand how can other product people find customers like you? So like what, what can, cause you kind of appeared in our office and you were <laughs> like, I want this thing and Elias ran out of the room yeah. and he was high-fiving everyone and we were super excited, Yeah. but I would imagine it's not quite as obvious that there's like, here's an amazing customer you should go talk to and work with. So what do you think, what is, what's your advice to product people when they're like, okay, I need to go find a Rob for me to partner with?
1: I mean, that's a tough question. Um, specifically for me to answer. I mean, realistically, when I look for customers that I want to work with, it's mm-hmm. it's can we find common ground? Mm-hmm. Can I invest myself in understanding what you're trying to accomplish? And as a result, can I accomplish it with you? Um, I I am sick and tired of a world where you beat up on your vendors and you beat the crap out of your vendors to try and save $5. Or, oh, it's contract review time. I want the same thing I had last plus less 10% like mm-hmm. I'm sick of that relationship it's it's yeah. got to stop um, and until that stops you're gonna have these these conf- relationships that are, are based on conflict that are based on oh my god I don't want to answer this call it's November uh, this company's calling I know they're gonna cancel I know and mm-hmm. I I don't want those relationships I don't think they're productive I don't think anyone accomplishes anything um, if you're gonna go into a contract but make sure the right partner do your homework do your vetting mm-hmm. um, do your reporting know what you're trying to accomplish in ways that you can explain, so I can explain to the product manager working beside me, so I can uh, completely help a marketing intern on their first day building a playbook, help them understand, so I can go to the CRO and help him understand how it all fits together. And that's on individual product people. Yeah. And and I think you're gonna to start to see that come back. There's gonna be a renaissance as the, the B2B SaaS market continues to expand there's 30,000, I mean, learn that this morning, there's 30,000 different pieces of software out there that are all angling for our business. Um, The cream's gonna rise to the top, and the cream is based 100% on the product team.
0: Definitely, yeah, and I think that makes the PM job, I think, really interesting, really exciting, but also, it's hard. Mm -hmm. Like, it's easy to be a bad PM, it's hard to be a really good PM, and I think being a really good PM, part of that is being able to identify how to build partnerships with customers, how to figure out how to have someone you can go to and say, hey, we just have this crazy idea. Yeah. Like, look at this screenshot, right? Like, I can slack yeah. you and be like, hey, we just did this design. What yeah. do you think? And you exactly. Can like, I don't understand this. at
1: or all. Or you can flip something on beta and I'll take a look at it and give yeah. you honest feedback. Like, yeah. I like this. I like that. I think, too, um, I'm really fortunate in the sense that my marketing team gets it. Yeah. I keep, they really yeah. understand. Um, and we also have a really good product that I'm really proud of and mm-hmm. I'm really confident going to the market with. Um, And that kind of makes us a SaaS unicorn because there's so many people who are like, oh, my God, we're selling an idea, but the product's not there. We got a 70 percent churn rate or we got this really good product, but I don't know how to get it to more people. Mm -hmm. Um, So when you find a, a relationship with that, and I think that's where. Um, the team at, at Drift from a sales and marketing perspective comes in because they work to help us expand and then they're building a network I've met 25-30 people here today and yeah. had long-form meaningful conversations about stuff that if I'm sitting at my desk in, in Phoenix I'm not having so mm-hmm. that's super interesting to me as well. I'm not a big networking guy I'm not the guy that's you know I'm not the sales guy back slapping and then none of yeah. that But having <laughs> me meaningful not. conversations with people yeah. who get it and helping them get it and helping yeah. me get get it that I never even thought possible
0: well I think from a product side when we when I first met you I remember something actually they said on stage today when he mentioned you had these amazing dashboards and you had like pieced together how our product was impacting your business and you knew exactly what all the leverage points were and for me that was a trigger to be like this person understands what we're doing Mm -hmm. and they want to push it further this is the right kind of customer to go to like Actually, spend time with because there's tons of customers who are want to give you feature requests they want to talk to you and they want to you know they have all sorts of things they want to talk about and sometimes it's like that's not really what I'm trying to think about I want to think about what's next and I think that's a good way to identify those people are the people who are you know have already pieced it together they're ready to kind of push it further
1: and I mean as people start in their PM careers or they're working with products and stuff I think it's super important that you know what you're trying to accomplish Um, I mean if if we bring Drift in, and Drift is ultimately successful, um, the company wins. But again, we're focused, from from our perspective, we keep, we're focused on 100% customer success. Mm-hmm. And that means, from the minute you become a suspect on our website to the time we've converted you into a prospect, giving you meaningful information, to opportunity to closed one, and then beyond closed one into user, and then beyond mm-hmm. user into promoter. Mm-hmm. And it, th- that is one journey. Mm-hmm. And figuring out that one journey and the touch points on that journey and making sure that we're loving you and hugging you and telling you you're pretty and doing all the things that we need to do to keep you engaged and, yep. and help you along there, that's so critical. So. If Drift is the right tool and I can be successful using the tool, not only am I successful but Keep is successful and, and so right. is the customer and then, so to me it's like, well this is blindingly obvious. Yeah. I want to pick a great partner that I want to work with and I want to do cool stuff and here's how we're going to do it. Yeah. So it just, I mean, it's, it's it's again, it goes back to that common sense no brainer, but you mm-hmm. know, common sense isn't that common sometimes.
0: Yeah. I think this is a phrase I learned from DC, which is simple, not easy. Yeah
1: exactly for sure I mean I don't like that phrase I hear this one too <laughs> um, fail fail fast uh-huh. I mean I get it and I understand that the native iteration to like push 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 mm-hmm. and then reclaim but if you have a great partner maybe you can succeed fast as well maybe you can push something good out hey that's great and it's yeah. not gonna fail because I know what we're doing and we know we're trying to do it I mean yeah. I completely understand that nature but if it's I do not
0: like learn fast
1: yeah but yeah. I, familiar, it's the whole yeah, Facebook yeah, yeah, thing yeah, it's, yeah. it's yeah. I know that if we push out a product Mm -hmm. and we push out a new iteration and it's buggy and we push it out quickly, uh, no one's high-fiving how quick we got those bugs into the market. No,
0: it's not good. Uh, It's just not. Well, I think that's why having customers that you can partner with is so important because not only should we be talking to customers more than pretty much any PM does, but you should be able to go to that customer and say, can you take this for a test drive? It's going to have bugs. Yeah. Not like, hey, it might be a little rough. It's like, no, no, no. There's for sure going to be a bug here that we <laughs> haven't found. But generally speaking, is this what you wanted? What would work? Is this going to happen for you? Can we turn it on for an hour?
1: What I really struggle with, too, is is people who ask cl- for closed-ended feedback. Did you mm. like this more or did you like that? Well, okay. let's go the other way. Tell me what you didn't like. Tell me what we broke. Tell me what you wish you could have. Tell me what your goals are. Tell me what your outcomes are. And so often in product feedback, it's like, Welcome to your contacts dashboard. Would you like <laughs> to learn how to add contacts? Well, I mean, your product should be an, a product should be so iterative that I would have to trip over myself and hit my head three times to not understand how to upload my contacts.
0: Yeah, that's something I've been thinking about recently is that especially as our product team grows and the PMs are focusing more on, they're not even really small, but like more defined areas mm-hmm. and there are not as many of us who are just looking at everything. Um, when they go to get feedback from a customer not saying like you can't ignore anything else you hear and only focus in on your one slice because to the customer it's the whole thing mm-hmm. like getting that feedback on maybe one UI is interesting but you have to think about the, the entire experience that you're talking about because you don't really care just what this page looks like mm-hmm. that doesn't matter to you what matters to you is like what you're gonna do with it so when a, cu- when a PM comes like does this look nice and you can be like yes but that doesn't mean it's going to work. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: I mean, in the SaaS marketplace, your goal is to get to four key activities as quickly as possible. If you've gotten to that fourth level, then people are embedded in yeah. the success of the product. They know what they wanted to accomplish. And so, I mean, intuitively, how can you get there more quickly? Um, and the less questions you have to ask and the more feedback that you're open to soliciting, the mm-hmm. better. I mean, Definitely. if I'm asking as a product manager questions. Um, that's not as valuable as actually listening to the feedback that you get, um, unsolicited because it's, it's going to be more random, but it's going to have new kernels of truth that you can uncover.
0: Yeah. Okay. So what's your advice having worked with many different PMs and many companies, your own and otherwise, like if a PM were to come to you and ask a question, like what's your advice on how to get the most feedback out of you? (sighs)
1: That's a good question. Um, realistically, I mean, it's just coming to a consensus on what we're trying to accomplish. You know what are we what are we hoping to accomplish with this next iteration with this next thing? I mean, we've talked about reporting and different dashboards and different elements, but what's the goal? My goal I was is clarity. waiting
0: for the feature request. But it's about
1: <laughs> clarity, right? Uh, and it's about it's about understanding yeah. what we're asking for and why we're asking for it, um, and then getting to the root cause, and then figuring out from a root cause perspective, let's work backwards about what tools can we assemble and, and put into place. But I also, I mean. Everything you work on from a PM perspective has to be repeatable, scalable. I can solve one customer's problem one time. That's great. What about the 149,000 other customers that you have? Are you going to solve their problems one at a time? It's just not feasible. So yeah. how do you build something that's giving you that concrete feedback? Or, or how do you take that concrete feedback and turn it into something tangible that offers you a repeatable, scalable opportunity? Mm-hmm.
0: What's
1: well, the magic. Well, and that's, yeah. I mean, again, it comes down to, um, it's like a perfect storm, right? Yeah. You've got to have... Uh, a customer who's—you uh, have to be dedicated to your customer success, mm-hmm. um, but that customer success has to be completely in line with yours as well. Yeah. And I mean, when those two things come together, it's magic.
0: That's true. Well, Rob, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it.
1: This has been so much fun. Yeah. Hypergrowth has been amazing, but uh, I've been looking forward to yeah. chatting with you for a long in time. In this
0: very large hot green box <laughs> that we're sitting in. Very <laughs> large. Or small? <laughs> sorry. It's, it's a, a small, very small hot, hot box, green box. But it's <laughs> fun. Great. Everyone, give Rob six-star reviews. Thank you so much for coming, Joe. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you so much. Yeah.